You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. The, the hot summer continues trucking. We're on some kind of record. 15 days. It's, this is the record, only because I watched the local news. We're up to 15 days where it has reached over 90 degrees each day. Hi. It's a record. And, you know, I'm get, kind of getting used to it. Explain you, why. I'm eating my blueberries because they're cold. <laughs> so um, explain why. Yeah, we're just, we were, we're trying. We're just trying an experiment without the <laughs> air conditioning. And we bought some fans that go in the window. We bought some fans that sit around the house, move the air about. And uh, we're trying to survive like that. My estimations are that I would save over $600 in the summer. Yes, exactly. I don't know if it's worth it. Which, um, I am getting used to it. I'm actually getting used to it. Yeah. Uh, and you are probably as well. I mean, no. you, I think you are, because like before, when you came inside, you couldn't deal with it at all. Now, you're alright. Yeah, I don't know if that's getting used to it, or just I keep thinking... You know, I can spend that money on other things. True. All right, so... Because I will tell you, I'm sweating already. We could spend it on other things like movies. And here we we are going to review Things like my class reunion. So that was a before the after the show discussion. Before the after the show discussion was us adjusting fans. And we were actually talking about this movie quite (laughs) a bit. We were, yes. So we will talk about that during the review. So it is Saturday, June the 25th. This is after the show number 433, and the movie we're looking at this week is Midnight Special, a 2016 movie re- released on June the 21st, so you can actually pick that up now, it came out this week. It's PG-13 from our friends at Warner Brothers, and uh, Sid Talk, you'll give us the synopsis of Midnight Special. I don't think I can without, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, so you are in charge of all spoilers of this movie. Yeah. It inter- is essentially a family um, trying to do what's right from a, in a very extraordinary circumstance. Yeah. A mother and father. Let me uh, preface. Well, there's going to be spoilers in this review, as always. Because uh, so we knew nothing. I knew nothing. No, tune I mean, out I now. literally didn't even know that was the movie we were watching. So as it is unfolding in front of me, I was thrilled and excited, and I would hate to take that away from anyone. Right, so um, uh, I want to also note this by... This movie... I'll, I'll say right now up here at the front was awesome I loved it right like we watched 10 Cloverfield Lane the other week and I was astounded by it I thought it was amazing this is another one where I was like wow this probably and not probably will be in my movies of the year oh definitely um, <clears throat> so what's interesting about this movie is nobody's heard of it I, I, I didn't even know we were I, doing it as you know I am hyper up to date on all all things movie related always like i always have been i know everything about movies coming out i can tell you movies that are coming out in two years time (laughs) this movie uh when warner brothers asked do we want to review it i got the press release i looked at it and i went midnight special never heard of that is that straight to video sometimes um, the straight to video kind of releases i might skip by and I looked at the cast and I'm like, that doesn't fit. That doesn't sound like a straight-to-video or a TV show or whatever it is. Then I looked and I was like, sci-fi, ooh, good cast. I'll give that a try. I went and looked at IMDb and I'm like, wow, like, this movie didn't take any money hardly at the box office. It cost quite a bit to make, didn't take much. I asked a few people, have you seen Midnight Special? They said, never heard of it. So, I think this movie suffers from really bad marketing. Like, they didn't market it at all. Does it, do you mean Midnight Run or Midnight Express? Uh, or the band <laughs> Midnight Special. <laughs> um, so, I think it suffered from really bad marketing. Um, and I never saw anything like you. I didn't watch the trailer. I just saw some press images. And they were just images of Michael Shannon stood there, like, looking worried. So As he does very well. Yeah, so going into this, uh, nothing. Knew nothing. You knew nothing. Um, I thought it was like some. It's one of my favorite films. Definitely one of my favorite films this year. It's. I think it's because I knew nothing. Yep. 
as well. That's but there again, it's also a good quality movie. Like, all the acting, I mean, the, everybody who's in it is amazing. It had, it's got a mind-blowing part to it where I my actual mouth was opened. I was, I was going... Just one part? Um, no, there were several parts. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the, towards the end of the movie, when some stuff, big stuff happens, I was like, wow, I didn't think this movie... You know, because it is kind of a smaller... It feels like an independent movie, almost. Was going to go like that. I thought it was going to be more of... Oh, we'll, you know, hint at something. But it really went full on. Are you going like, to spoil it and tell everybody what it is? Uh, I wasn't going to with, okay. that, with that stuff. Just, I mean, we'll... we'll I mean, talk. we have by saying there's something incredible and stuff. But there's no way to not no. do that. So, if you... You should just I go mean, watch it. Yeah, definitely. And then listen to what we say, because if you hate it or love it, then maybe you're interested to know what you already know you love it. So, like, yeah, going into some spoilers, this is like a, um, it's like a road movie, really. Like, it's a journey from one place to another. I didn't think of it that way, to be honest, so didn't even occur to me until you said that with some jerk-off said something about it on the IMDb message This boy's got a, this, this man's got a son. The sun is You're introduced special. that there's a man on the run with a son. So there's mm-hmm. an Amber Alert for a boy. And then you're introduced to a cult kind of a church, like the LDS or some other cult guy, leader, who said yeah, we've exactly. got to get him back. And then you're introduced to the FBI, who also want to know about the boy. So now there's your mix. So are we talking about a man on the run with a kid, because it's his kid, or is he kidnapping him from the cult? Has he done something illegal? We don't know. So then you're chucking along, you're bringing in some other people. And then the thing that I love about these kind of movies is you're grounded, you're well-grounded, it's real. Yeah. And then shazam. Then the sci-fi Almost literally. The fun. But is it, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, science fiction. Because it is a scientific theory that this idea follows along, I guess. So, spoilers from here on out. From this second forward... You're going to know things that if you don't... You shouldn't you, know these things. Yeah, you, you already just watch know it, movie. and yeah. you've watched the first five minutes, it kind of makes you go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, think, when, when, when. I think so. you'd appreciate this movie a lot more if you didn't know. Because mm-hmm. it does have one of... It, it, not knowing, you have those moments of... You're watching it, like you said, as, oh, is this just a crime thriller or whatever? Yeah. And then, oh, oh, this is not that. It's, you know, it really throws it on its head at one... Uh, there's a certain point in the movie where you go, wow. Okay. It's very early in the movie. Yeah, it's early, but you but you're like, oh, for the Something first real what happened in the first ten minutes is not all of a sudden exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, remember that movie where the guy was kidnapping kids in the back of the van and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe it's that kind of thing, like uh, like abduction or you know, but it's not that. I mean, it's sci-fi. Yeah, and. Um, you know, it's not like um, it's not a brand new idea or anything. Mm. This kind of movie, it's just well executed in this way, I think, because it doesn't go for the sci-fi as the first thing about the movie. It goes about the performances and the relationships between everybody. And that like, usually in a movie, we're introduced to people who have an extraordinary thing, especially in sci-fi. If it's not 100% sci-fi, and you you're grounded in the reality. The people around all of a sudden seem, you know, well, they've got a certain attitude. They tell certain jokes. They have a certain amount of skills all of a sudden that kind of sweep you along. And the people that we meet, one of them has the skills because he's the balancer there of, like, knowing how to actually be on the run successfully from the police and be safe and all that. And then the parents are sort of, we truly are only doing what we think is right, right? And there's no there's no affectedness about them, which is what I really, really like. There's no, like, bullying up to the world. There's no, like, don't touch her, you bitch. You know, like, mm. from Aliens, there's none of that. It's all just this acceptance that their son, we'll say now, is different from all the other Well, you can other. say what it is. Say, I mean, we said spoilers, so tell, so tell them what well, it is. I said I wouldn't give the spoilers, but okay. It is that he... Well, we don't even... It's not 100% that, you ex, that it's explained, but we get the big picture. He's not from our world. He's at some point, he does a little thing with his hands, and he puts his little hand here and another hand over the top of it. He says, there's a world built on top of ours, and I'm, I'm like them. 
I now, might be. I mean, yeah. you think. So there is a, the multidimensional theory. I don't know if that's a real scientific theory or not. I mean, multiverse is a thing, you know, in sci-fi and some quantum physics people is that believe in that kind the, of thing. Or, that you we know, coexist with another world, yet we neither of us see each other. But it's, they see us. Y- yeah, this they, one, see, they see us right. in this one. And so he has, and it's not just a theory. We see evidence in front of our face oh, of it's what to- he can it's do. it's totally true. Yep. It's not a theory. So you it's don't go through the movie going, are these people crazy? Are they just... Because no. the cult people, they're crazy. They think he's the Messiah. The FBI think he's being developed as a weapon of some kind from somebody. And so you get all those dynamics going on. But it's subtle. Yeah, that's I feel the, like that's the best and thing. And it doesn't, like, go... Like, it, the special effects and the boy's got powers that he uses. But... They don't go over the top. He does it a couple of Correct. times, and it's enough times for you to he's go... He's not a power. Well, he's thing. He's not a superpower. Not a super... Well, he, he does some it's cool... It's built in. He does some cool things. But um, when he does those things, it's massive. When it happens, you're like, yeah. wow. But it's not overused. It's not like he's running around, you know, with lasers coming out. Of oh, I like is the mixture of technology, because everywhere they go is like an old house or an old motel. With old TVs, old VCRs, even the FBI has an old VCR on a shelf with a big CRT TV, and yet you've got the mixture of modern, modern technology all around every other thing, because we're talking about spy satellites and higher technology, and it's mixed together in a way where it kind of discombobulates you a little bit, too. Is this from the past? Is this now? But then you have the guy from the NSA... So you know that's a now kind of a thing. But and get, the director, like he even said, and we just watched some interviews with him, that he, he loves movies of the, like, well, yeah. specifically like Close Encounters of the Fur Kind. That kind of vibe. Or E.T. or... And it has that kind of, he definitely can tell it. I mean, it's kind of dark and mysterious and like that movie was, you it know. It doesn't fully do it because if you think about E.T., Close Encounters, um, what was his other example? I don't remember. I think he said... Jaws? There's yeah, Jaws. Yeah. Well, Jaws because the the, the expert's guy. enthusiasm yeah. yeah and cynicism is what he wanted to put in this other guy. Um, it has the overarching thing of those, but it doesn't have that um, where it reaches out and grabs and tugs at something like your patriotism or your your right. like love of humanity or any of that where all those will do something to really yeah overtly sort of obnoxiously reach out and grab you if it's not the music it's some kind of scene where like you're, in where e. you're like of like, course I'm going to defend these like people like in E.T. when they get, spoilers when the <laughs> when the FBI agents take E.T. Yeah. you are just like <laughs> like um yeah I, I need to rescue E.T. myself. Like, this right. is terrible. They've What's set it up in a way where yeah. you are so invested, but yeah. kind of on a superficial level, right? When this doesn't have that fully. No, it's more... You're charmed by the kid, and you... I, uh... I get where the parents are coming from. I understand the friendship of the hawk guy, or what? Who is he? He's not the hawk. Yeah. The, <laughs> I always call him the hawk, but he's not. Edgerton's character. That he's friends with the father, and like, that's just it. I'm gonna... Yeah, he's support his friend. you. Yeah. I like that. All of those subtle, like you're, you know, you're not building a big sci-fi thriller escape movie. You're just telling their story. I like how this film's not. Uh, I just read a, somebody on IMDb said that there wasn't enough jokes in this movie. God. So to you, fuck you. <laughs> um, Here's a joke for you. Fuck off. <laughs> and this movie, it's a very serious tone. The, mm-hmm. the child is very um, he's, he's very thoughtful and grown up inside like he, he's not a kid who's he reads a comic but he's processing things even when he's reading a comic he's processing the world isn't he because he asks what's yeah. kryptonite he's not just playing or being a kid playing he's he's got he knows what's he's got something is different about me I'm trying to figure it out and I accept it all yeah and he's not a jokey kid he's not like Drew Barrymore in E.T. Like, correct he's like like a little adult he's not afraid no he's not like he's not freaking out ever no so I appreciated that and I also appreciate I, I, I thought it was real the relationships between people it felt really real especially right when the mother comes into play and the mother and the father have not really yeah that relationship felt real the other thing I really loved was the um what's he called N- NSA guy mm-hmm. 
Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. <laughs> his character. Now, that character, what he's playing in this movie, in lesser movies, that's the um, guy who comes in and... and he's the guy in E.T. Exposition man. Right? Wolf. Whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, like, like says... The FBI need to, you know, he says things to the, almost to the, to the audience, like, listen, you need to understand what this is. Mm, I didn't get that at all. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do it at all. No, I'm saying oh. in other movies, Independence Day is a very... Correct. That guy who, um, Jeff Goldblum, he's a guy who comes on and tells you loads of plot because he's like a, he's a guy you're supposed to respect and all that. And this guy, Kylo Ren guy... He, they knocked all that on the head, and he just comes across as a person. He's nervous. He, he's new, kind of new to what he's doing. So all that came across. You know, when he comes in and he like clicks yep. his pen, it's not all comfortable to him. He's not like this cool guy. He's, it's kind of all a bit. He, he's interested in what's going on, but I feel like, oh yeah, I'm with this guy. He's not like some know-it-all guy. He is, an intelligent guy, but I can relate to him. Which I can't relate to some in some movies. It's just like, oh, there's a mouthpiece guy. I know Jeff Goldblum's all right in Independence Day, but it's very, very like mm. you can tell it how it's written, can't you? You know, like we've got to make that guy, and we've got to have his father, who's that guy. Yeah. In this, it never felt like that. It felt like everything was constructed nicely. So I appreciate that. It came across more like a an indie film, even though this isn't where they do put a lot of thought into the script rather than the special effects. That's how this movie came across to me. Special effects are good too, don't get me wrong. Really Very good, good, actually. Like, really good. And, like, the bit where the satellite fell out of the sky is so unexpected. Like, when you just saw it, kind of, the, the way you did that with the camera, where it's kind of blurry in the background, Some something's in the air, and they're all stood there at the petrol station, and I was like... Oh, that's this is a gas a... station for America. Yeah, I was looking at it going, oh, there's like a fireworks? I don't know. Something in the sky. And then it, the shit really is the fun in that. Really? End. You were still innocent at that stage after he just apologized? I, I, uh, <laughs> you had to know something bad was I happening. did, but at first I thought, I didn't think it was something as threatening as what happened. Right. Yeah. So, um, so let's move on to the cast. Uh, so, as far as the plot is concerned... Loved it. Loved yeah. the whole story, loved the whole movie. Yeah, the plot is really good, the special effects are good. Uh, this Blu-ray has an issue, it doesn't have an issue, don't get me wrong. <laughs> the sound on this Blu-ray, and I explained this to you, and I actually fixed it by going into our um, equipment and sorting it out, but you don't usually have to do this with any movie, but this movie is mixed way too loud. It's um, not way too loud. Too different. It's called... Um, the quiet is too quiet and the loud yeah, is too loud. In a Blu-ray release, when you listen to it on a home theater system, you have very quiet, a pin dropping, and then you have an explosion. And the distance between those two is a certain level. In this movie, it is so wide, an explosion, when you get your thing dialed in, an explosion sounds fine, but you can't hear a man speak. And if you notice, we saw behind the scenes, and when they're doing the scene, they're actually really harmless. Yeah. I did notice that. And then that. when they... It uh, didn't look like they looped it, didn't sound like they looped it, that they really were doing the really low... So how I fixed this in the middle of the movie when I got up to go for a pee? How I fixed this was... And I suggest you do this, and it's funny that it's called Midnight Special, because on our amp, it's called Midnight <laughs> Mode. So go in and press Midnight Mode, or some, on some amps it's called um, uh, Loudness Equalization. And what it does is it compresses it down so it's not as loud and quiet, it just kind of sits in the middle sounded way better I also had to turn my subwoofer down because the bass in this movie <laughs> is like it's going to like all your fillings are going to drop out but that could be partly yeah so I, I did adjust it all but I have never adjusted our sound system for a movie they're all it's set and everything sounds good this movie definitely there was something odd about it that made it so just bear that in mind on the Blu-ray release um, so moving on to the cast Michael Shannon uh, plays Roy He's the father of the so of the child. What did you think of him? Uh, he's a he, he's got a intense intense. But this isn't intense. This this is more. Um, he's not. He doesn't get angry. Really, he doesn't get like. He, he, you know, he typifies a man, what we think of stereotypical dude. He's not overly emotional. He, when he talks to her on the phone, he goes, I've been wanting to see you. 
Yeah. We'll be there in two hours. And it's yeah, not, you're it's calm. Not, like. It's calm. It's like everything's inside, but it's not like he's so bottled up that he's about to explode. And that his, when you get to know his little, we only know their stories very, very briefly. You know, he was a kid. He got taken off to this cult place to be raised by these wackos in their little ranch or whatever. And so you know that for at least ten years of his life would have been raised very subduedly with very strict, you know. So his demeanor fits that. Yep. And yet, apparently at some point, he had this child with the girl. We're not told they're married. We're not told anything, right? The no, we're not actually. Fle- the mother's gone. So that may have been... You have to kind of fill in the gaps. So he's seeking his own... Like, he's decided to take his kid and get him out of harm's way or do whatever he's got to do. So he's independent-minded, but he's not like, da-da-da-da, I'm coming to the rescue. There's none of that. There's no, like, Superman kind of shit going and he's on. Not, he's not an asshole. He's but not, he does take things know. real to heart. Like, I've failed. The one thing in yeah. my life I have to do is care for my kid, and now... I'm, I'm still failing at that. So you get that, but it's not overt. And I really like... There's a little bit of lightheartedness. Just he gets how I his son. He gets his son. Like his son's got some shit going on. But this father accepts that. Yeah. And all he wants to do is protect him. That's it. 100%. There's no controlling him. There's no telling him how to be. There's no like, we've got to get this out of you. We've got to... We're going to pretend it's not happening. It's like this 100% supportive, if you want to put that slant on it, kind of, you know, supportive, protective father. And I felt like I was convinced the whole time. And after watching the extras and listening to the director talk, like one of his main ideas was, like he has a son in real life who's ill. Right. A a baby. No, that was the director. The director, that's what I'm saying. The director had a baby, has a baby, one year old, who's ill. uh, Was ill. Yeah, was ill, and that this movie was the bond between the son and the father is what he feels like his bond. Be- like you'll do anything to protect this little <laughs> person that you made. Person that you made, yeah. So yeah, I like Michael Shannon a lot. Oh, he um, he seems he's one of those actors to me. When he talks as well, you know, when you, when we see interviews with him after this, he um, he's always serious and like he's yeah. not. He's just about the like. I'll tell you what I how I got into this part. He's like one of those actors. He's not. He's not. He didn't mumble too bad in this one. He has a tendency to mumble sometimes. Yeah, he didn't. But he, he didn't too bad. No, uh, Joel Edgerton, who I love. Joel Edgerton. He's an Australian he's actor. Lucas, he plays. I'm 100 percent convinced that he's that guy. Yeah, he's just a friend. He's who, a patrolman. He was yeah. just the guy's friend. Hadn't seen him for ten years, and now takes on the responsibility of helping this father get the son to safety and he's not he again he's not the no. da, 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 da. he's very he's reasonable he's obviously super compassionate because he cares about that one lady and he doesn't want to shoot the guy shoot somebody, and yeah. he's disappointed when shit goes wrong but it's not like these characters that are so it's like in life like i wouldn't turn into a superhero if all of a sudden Meteors start falling from the sky, and all humans had to like start pulling shit together. We wouldn't all start being like, put their hands on our hips with our capes no. and go, "I will we're save just, the day." We're just people. You'll just muddle through with the whatever skills you have, and you'll be in awe of the crazy shit going on. And that's exactly how I felt. And there's just some quiet moments when he has to just interact, like with the kid, and you can you just feel like he's that guy. He kind of shrugs his shoulders at one point, and he's like, "I got, I got it." He's got, you know. Yeah, the thing the thing that's consistent with him as well is he believes in what's going on here. Like he's seen the boy do some things. He described it well in the extras. I and he thought. just he saw a glimmer of something that he does, but he's cynical. A little bit. But he wants to know that when we get to where we're going, I'm gonna understand it more. But I, I'm going along. And that's with how it. I felt as an audience member yeah, of this totally. movie. Totally. So yeah, it's good. Um, Kirsten Dunst as plays Sarah. Much After better. seeing her in Fargo, um, like, I've never, like, Spider-Man, etc., she was all right. Ugh. But after <laughs> seeing her in Fargo and now this, she's... I'm ready for more. I thought she was amazing because, again, the theme of she's... everybody in this movie is subtlety. And, re- like, you totally buy them. Like. Absolutely. I felt for her. Also, I... she didn't have to say a lot and you kind of understood her as a person, like, where she was. Where, all she had to do was hug her son. Yeah. And you were like... Oh wow! I understand that. Like some times past, 
She's felt lonely. She's had no child. Like, he's been taken away from her. But she's not the... Again, I'm not going to come save the day and stomp my foot. And I'm not going to... I don't have the tools. And I don't have it in me to have... When this other cult guy decided to raise the kid because of his weird things going on. Yeah. I'm not the person who can just, like, stand up. Fight that. yeah, Yeah. And I accept that. I don't dislike her because of it. I felt like I it made sense. Yeah. Because it was like very horrible odds that she would have been up against, and so I liked her. Uh, the the boy Alton's played by Jaden Lieberher, and uh, I've never seen him before. I, I'm assuming he's new to the. He's only a child. He is, yeah. Um, but again, he's so, not a grown man playing a child. Yeah, so mature. Oh my god, he's so like, good. Like he had a lot of depth to what he was doing. I think he never broke character, or like some kids do sometimes. You kind of like, oh, yeah, I can see a bit of a the the kid that you really are popping through there. But that doesn't happen. He just he's very stoic. He's the very- thing is, if you explain to children who are at least relatively intelligent and not just little clones of their idiot parents, yeah, <laughs> children, and you say to them, "Look, you're going to be playing a, a boy who." And explain to him this is what's going on, and show him the script and say, "This boy might be more intelligent. Maybe he's got he's a little more um, equipped to deal with the situation than his mom and dad." You know, a kid is gonna go, "Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it." And then he was just perfect, like perfect. Uh, Adam Driver plays Sevier, Paul Sevier. He um, Kylo Ren. Yeah, you'll know you'll know him as Kylo Ren. Um, or this is this is where you leave me. He was yes. the brother. Like I said earlier, I, I really like Adam Driver. He's kind of, he's very na- another natural. No, it wasn't, sorry, it wasn't This Is Where You Leave Me. It was the one where they had the... Yeah, it was... The Jewish It was This Is Where You Leave Me. Is That's it? what it is, yeah. Was that it? one, yeah. Which is, yeah, where they all go and they have to sit in the house for so many days. And, and he's the young brother. Yeah, he's the brother, yeah. Okay. Jason Bateman's the older brother. Um, but Adam Driver's, he's another natural kind of actor to me, like... Some people might say, well, he just seems to be the same guy all the time. No. But that, if you look... Have you seen that one? And seen Where Star he's Wars like the bratty baby, you know, baby brother <laughs> yeah. who's just like Mr. In Love With Himself. Totally different than any of the... Yeah, I think he's really good. Yeah, excellent in this. Because um, imagine, if you ever think about his job, he's there from the NSA. Mm-hmm. But he's with the FBI and he's other law enforcement. And he's got this thing that nobody's quite cottoned on to what's going on he's probably not trusting anyone no i didn't so think i so, feel yeah. like i got that vibe from him like even if he's sitting next to the fbi people they need to use him as a tool to get to understand I, what's going on i like on how him. he did a lot of stuff through just body when he meets the kid for the in, yeah, in that room, like, and he kind of walks towards him it's very cautious like uh, this guy this kid could probably just kill me in an instant like i'm I'm guarded against everything. I don't trust anything. Like it's so I got a lot. He doesn't of, trust it, but he's really, really curious. Yeah, interested. So, um, and finally, Sam Shepard plays Calvin Mayer. I'm, I'm not into Sam Shepard to be honest. I don't. I never understood the appeal. It really could have life. been anybody that guy. Yep. Um, I could think of better people to be honest. <laughs> well, that's think, a pretty small. Part, I also but think Sam Shepard's a bit of a mumbler. Is a mumbler, and I didn't feel the threat. Now maybe you weren't supposed to because he's just. Him and his followers believe in this thing, and they don't seem violent or, you know, until you get the other I was thinking, rogue elements of um, them. Kevin Smith's movie, Red State. Mm-hmm. It's not a great movie, but the guy who plays that leader in that one. That's the guy you like, isn't it? Yeah, it is Michael Parks. He did a more convincing job of, like, when he's doing but his I sermon. Guess you wouldn't want this guy to seem crazy. Not to either, be horrific or anything. Because he's not crazy. No, he, he just has seen. It. Yeah, he's seen miracles, as far as he's concerned. Correct, and that's the yeah. thing I love about this movie. What they see with this kid, everybody interprets it different. The parents, they don't see it; they see their kid. Yeah. The government sees a weapon. Yeah. The church sees God. And and you know they're interviewing one of the church members, this guy with a beard, and they say to him like, you know, what did he help you see? And he, and the guy's telling them the truth. Like, yeah. it's, it's the truth. This, th- If you're a religious type of person and somebody brings this kid in and says, look at this kid, look what he can do, and you see it in front of your eyes, that just firms but your you, belief you're up. Con- exactly. Yeah. You're convinced that's what it is. So anybody asks you, you're going to 100% say, no, look, I saw this. <laughs> yeah. It was God. God came, yeah. Like, it, that is not mental. That's like, um, if you have a belief and a belief 
that seems to yeah. give you some evidence. Yeah. You know, so everybody had their point of view, and nobody was wrong really because this was a. Everybody know. was wrong. I mean, they were wrong, but in their own in their way that they operate. Yeah, but they're actually wrong because they're they're selfish because they want to attach their own thing to it when yeah. they're all wrong. Apart, well, yeah, even the, par- even the parents are wrong. Parents have no clue. Yeah. The government has no clue. The church people have no clue. None of them could ever have imagined that what it is is no. what it is. So uh, this is directed by Jeff Nichols. I'm not familiar with his other movies. I've always wanted to see Mud, but never got around to it. It's uh, Mud is a um, Matthew McConaughey movie that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, and he also did Take Shelter, which is about an apocalypse thing. Um now, after watching this, I want to see those yeah. both of those movies because this guy's got something. It's something. It's like that intangible thing where a movie really is awesome. That does me. not to say that all of his movies are like. No, it doesn't mean no. But there's something about this movie where I was, I was like, oh, this is special. There's something special about this movie. You know, mm-hmm. some stick totally. out amongst others. Some are just a bit bland. This one, everything to me is in the right. You know, it's it's a good story. It's well... It's, people say it's not well explained. It is well explained. It's very... It's like... It's, it's handed like the, to you on yeah. a silver And that's not a bad platter. thing. It actually feels like... I feel elated at the end. Like, the whole thing. Like it's I'm, explained... It's not just explained... It's not explained like you're talking about with chitter-chatter. But no. I mean, it just is what it... You get to... There are some things you have to leave to your imagination, but... Maybe that's why people think it's not explained. I mean, they we show don't you. take the next step. We don't blow up the other world. We don't make a bridge to the oh, other why world. Do we have to? And I know, but that's yeah. how people think because they're lame ass mother truckers. Yes, this movie. My cousin asked me today. I went to visit my cousin who's moving her daughter into our town. She said, "Well, what kind of movies does a scully like?" And I said, "He uh, doesn't. He really kind of likes everything." She's, "What does he hate?" I said. The only thing you would hate, and I forgot about the ones you were talking about, like Scream, or what it was called. The, yeah. The mock movies, other than Airplane, because you love that I one. hate those Wayans Brothers movies. Right. Scare, this is not a scary, scary movie. movie scary movie, scary movie. Yeah, all yeah. that. And I said, and sort of the bland, romantic comedy oh, yeah, types. I, yeah. But he likes everything that, anything, from horrible horror, that's the most disgusting cannibalistic horror, which we watched with the Evergreen thing or whatever, Green up Inferno. to last week's Zootopia. Like... Everything in between except for those particular things. And that's why when we watch a movie, we're not sitting there with... We all have our own... Trying to pick it apart. Sometimes I'm trying to experience it. Right, but then there are the movies like A Hot Pursuit, which is instantly grates on my nerves Mm. from the instant... I mean, literally from the minute... Or the Vacation remake is also... Yes, the instant it begins, I'm like, I feel like an idiot. I feel like this is... This is for me to sit here... With drool hanging out of my mouth like a fucking doormat. Now, that's me being judgmental. That's fine. But every other movie, that if it starts to peak my sort of like, whoa, whoa, what is that? What is this? I'm really, I'm really invested. Even if in the end, it may not have been that well made or something. Or it doesn't, the payoff's not great. No. But even then, I appreciate that I was on, I was completely involved in something that my brain was going, I've never seen this. I've never heard of this. I've never been. Ex- no one's ever done this idea before, and that's what this kind of movie makes me. Like, I, I've said when it was over, I just wanted to say thank you for making this movie because it's yeah. For the people who make something like this, or like you say, Ten Cloverfield Lane, or Under the Skin, one of my yeah, um, Under the Skin, definitely. What the people who are ballsy enough to make a movie that they know is no not way. going to exactly. 100% connect with everybody. They're the people that... Irreversible. <laughs> That's not made because they're going to want to make money. And it's not for everyone. But what I mean is it's not like, hey... Or shame. How, shame is not one of those How do we things. make a bunch of money? No, it's ah, It's for the art of making it. That's what it is. Those kind of movies. And I applaud people who do that. Nicholas Winding Refn, who just brought out a new movie this week, um, the guy who did Drive. His movies are very arty. Drive's probably the most accessible one, but his other ones... But let's be fair, you also like The Human Centipede. I do, and I appreciate that somebody <laughs> this is like will do something up, so depraved. Out, like out of the side of your mind, the thing that you go, nah, no, yeah. I can't write that down. No, I can't put that out into the world. And there it is, and you're just <laughs> like, holy crap. Yeah, 
I appreciate that you know that far extreme movie, and I also appreciate that Zootopia yeah. had some really cool social commentary built into a kids movie. But then you can watch Bugs Life, which is just purely sweet and nice, yeah. and Toy Story or something like that. So, um, midnight special uh, extras, not many. They're okay. That was good, I thought. I mean, it's literally like ten minutes worth of stuff. I think you don't want more. No, I don't. You don't need anything else. You get more background from the director explaining to you where he was coming from when he wrote the story, which which are things that I think he thinks that you would fill in as you're watching, but you don't. Like, her story, you don't think about. He gives you the origin of each character. Yeah. In his mind, not what you see on the screen. So, stuff that he... Kirsten Dunst, for instance, he said, here's what she may have done before... And I think a lot of people do that when they read a script and they get a character. Need a background. They might just fill it all in for themselves. Yeah. Themselves, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's not many extras, but it actually doesn't matter on this. I was thinking, no. do I want a director's commentary? No, I don't really need him to go into it more. Hmm. It's not really a technical kind of movie. It's more of a interesting. So in conclusion, one of my favorite films so far this year, Midnight Special. Most of you will never have heard of this movie. I urge you. Apparently, it's very difficult to get hold of. They didn't ship many to stores. I was just reading on Blu-ray.com. They were all like, I'd love to see this movie, but go in Best Buy and try and buy it. It's not there. So, you have to go and get it online, I guess. Amazon, it's pretty hard to find. You know, that's probably because the marketing campaign wasn't... They must have... You know when they say sometimes studios send a movie to the, like... Yep. We, we, graveyard before yeah, we don't started. think this is going to do anything let's just we were obligated contractually to get yeah. the movie done or something which is like stupid that. because this movie is if you would have marketed it hugely I think it would have hit a lot of people so yeah if you can't find this movie it is available you can um, stream it or you can probably find it online so do you think when they don't market this movie wild, widely and we know what kind of movie it is yeah and then they will spend literally twenty billion, twenty million dollars on Batman dollars. versus Superman. Right. So you got yeah. that because history shows them that the people who will sit through um, Transformers, yeah. uh, Avengers, Star Wars, Star Wars, all of these movies, there's a certain yeah, there's a certain collection of attributes that that movie has to have in order for us to tap into right. the mass market so they all go, and this little pocket of movies over here don't. Now, what does that say about people like you and I? Like, do you get lo- like We're, we're, we're less we value to the big company. <laughs> definitely less value. Yeah. And also, you do have to seek out. I mean, well, not we happen to get I'll these. buy Star Wars too. Right, exactly. But we happen to get these because we already have a relationship with some of the distributors and stuff like that to do the reviews. So, but as a general person, if you do go to enough movies and you just go to the theater and start watching and then you're like, movies are fucking stupid. I hate movies. Movies suck. And these movies never hit your radar. Never. That's unfair. Yeah, they would. You have to seek them out. Yeah, and they're on limited... I bet you this was on a limited amount of screens, so most of the people who go out on Friday night to see the movies would never see this anyway, because it's not even... Right, even if it's up on the list and you go to the theatre and you're like... Transformers or this, you know? <laughs> What's a midnight special? And the clerk lady goes, sh- shrugs your shoulder and goes, I don't, I don't know. know. I've never seen a trailer I sold like it. three tickets to it yesterday, so it must not be very... So, no, movie studios, <laughs> make a little effort to, to promote smaller movies. Obviously they are, because they've sent you a review I mean, copy. they put it out on Blu-ray, which is a good sign. I mean, it's out, but as I said, it's hard to find, so that means they put very few out. That and we means... know the power of advertising. Yeah. When you put enough money behind it, people will watch it. True. It's just a weird thing. Sometimes I see movies, you know when I say movies go into the grave, like... Like, literally, like, I see some movies, they don't even put them on Blu-ray. It's streaming only or DVD only. And I think, if you're doing that, you have no confidence in that movie because right. you're not even pressing a Blu-ray. You know it's not going to sell right. Oh, we'll just do it streaming only because they know there's nothing to lose streaming only. You don't make anything, right? You just put it on a service. and Well, you have to pay the service and pay yeah, for the Yeah, but I bet it's so small compared yeah. to manufacturing stuff. So, I re- highly recommend Midnight Special easily one of my favorite movies this year along with 10 Cloverfield Lane that's really sticking in my mind too 
So thank you to Warner for the uh, Blu-ray and enter a contest, go to aceglee.com. We've got some new ones coming up this week. Next week's Blu-ray review, it's very timely actually. We're reviewing uh, Green Room and it stars Mr. Um, Anton Yelchin, who uh-huh. tragically yeah. died this week. Tell uh, everybody who he was. The, he, he was um, Chekhov the, from the, the new Nuge, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah uh, Star n- Trek. <laughs> Don't get um, you, You'll all know who he is. He, um, 27-year-old actor died in a car crash. Horrible, like the Paul Walker thing. So young and, like, tragic. But let me remind you, like I always do, lots of other people died on the same day who weren't yeah. famous enough to get everybody to give a shit. But uh, the movie we're going to look at next week stars, interestingly, Anton Yelchin and Patrick Stewart. Two yeah. Star Trek um, people. Make it so. Yeah. So and that came out like this week, before he died. That came out, and then he, then he died, and everybody's like, "Oh, this Blu-ray just came out. Weird, like coincidences." Oh, Star Trek it's also. Not weird. He was a young actor who was just starting to get his stride, and they died. It's so not weird. Movie recommendations this week. I am going with based on this movie, Midnight Special. Two movies that I really love, and they are definitely in the category of this movie. One is Another Earth, um, a really cool independent movie, like that doesn't. It has a big idea, but it it gives you it in a small. But the big way. idea is over here, yeah, and, and the other, the rest of the story is over here. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I really yeah. like it because it's like, what can we do on a limited budget that still is grand and interesting? And they pulled it off with that movie. And the other one is Under the Skin, which is exactly that. It is a very small, down-to-earth British movie. <laughs> Don't say that. There's, it's not a down-to-earth movie. I mean, it feels... It's fucking it weird. It actually feels like a documentary, like you're just following somebody it's around. It's weird. And yeah. I love it for its weirdness, yeah. but don't pretend like it's some independent little movie that people can sit down with a cup of tea and just be like, oh, no, this well, is nice. No, well, it's an independent movie. It's, It'll make you go it's, like, it's a challenging what kind the of movie. hell is going yeah. on? But it's awesome. It's like, it's like you f- it, um, the star of it is uh, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, but it's it's like you're just following her around on a de- on a day-to-day life. And bits and pieces of what's going on don't can't soak in. Yeah, you and can't stuff, quite grasp it. Stuff that uh, it came out at the same time Lucy came out, but Under the Skin is a much better film than Lucy. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I recommend it. Under the Skin, both smaller films that have a grand sci-fi idea. And my recommendations are nothing to do with nothing sci-fi. Nothing to do with. Well, we don't know that. We'll see. Uh, I'm in the B's of the list of movies I've all the all the movies I've ever seen that I'm trying to go through, and now I'm in the B's even though I skipped a few A's just to uh, make one of our listeners happy to get out of the A's. So you're you're missing some of my list, but whatever. So this week we have Babel, which is awesome. Fantastic movie. Fantastic. Baby Blues. It was all right. Baby Boom. What was Baby Blues? Oh, it was one that you watched. It was that horror. Movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, baby, it was Korean. I yeah, believe. it was. Yeah, and it was all right. I mean, it was kind of compelling and also a little bit weird. But I re- I got really hypnotized by it. Um, baby Boom, which is an older one with uh, Diane Keaton. I loved it at the time. I th- oh, speaking of Sam Shepard, there's your connection. Yeah, I didn't like him then. I don't like him now. Baby Mama. So we've got Baby Blues, Baby Boom, Baby Mama. Baby, baby Mama's Mama's Tina Fey. Correct. Amy. Polar. Polar. And the most famous of all, Bachelor Party. The original Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks and a... A donkey. Donkey. <laughs> Not a great movie, but I'll tell you what, I probably saw it 50 times on HBO when I was a teenager. I saw it a lot. A lot. Porkies and that. Yep. I saw it a lot. A lot. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. That's it. Games and A. Scully stuff. I already mentioned Anton Yelchin. Rest in peace, Mr. Yelchin. And uh, I saw, like, a little meme thing on uh, Facebook, and it was... Um, other Star Trek people like a cartoon somebody had drew the other Star Trek people who had died uh, Spock Spock and they were doing <laughs> he was doing the thing they were all looking at Anton and Anton was in Chekhov coming towards them and they said you're with us now Aww. I thought it was really cool I was like wow you know some fan had drew it but I was like yeah <laughs> you know because they're all together like <laughs> are they <laughs> no <laughs> But it's a nice, it's a nice mess- thought. A nice thought. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Overwatch. I've talked about it before. And the other thing I want... Uh, I don't need to mention anything else. The other thing I wanted to mention, the big historical thing this week, historic yeah. thing that happened this week, <laughs> about uh, the UK. 
um, Britain, the UK, England, I, you know, Scotland, <laughs> my hometown, my home country. Um, they had a vote this week, a really, really crucial, big, epic vote to uh, whether they stay in the European Union or they leave the European Union. If you don't know what the European Union is, it's a Europe all got together 40 odd years ago and they. Was it 40 years? Yeah, 45 years or something, I was reading. Um, and they established a union. It's, it's a union of all different kinds. It's a trade union. It's a border union. It's, you know, and if mm-hmm. you're in the, the European Union, which Britain, England, the UK... They only have been for a few years, though. Hasn't they have been for a few years. Uh, you get a load of benefits, as in it money. You, you, well, you pay them money, actually. You pay them money, but what you get in exchange is free trade across free borders, trade. free... Um, without as much paperwork to be able to operate as a corporation in one, like in Spain, and then be able to truck your goods. People can move through borders without passports. Because in America, we don't grasp the concept of driving to other countries, except we can drive all the way to Canada or all the way to Mexico. Right. It's not like a two-hour drive to ten different countries. No. For us, that doesn't sink in. I mean, if you're a British person, uh, as you know, once the Channel Tunnel was built, in two hours you can be in Paris. And then keep driving, and you'll end up. You can go up to Germany, go to Spain. People go down to Greece all the time. I mean, it's not like it's not like it is here. We're very far from other countries, pretty much. Well, here you can drive to different states that are like different countries, as far as I'm concerned. They feel all feel different. They're not though, really. But that's how I see (laughs) that. Yeah. But anyway, England were in this European Union, and then they had a vote. The people voted, and it was very close. Well, one of the negatives. A lot of the population see as one of these is open borders, which right. means a lot of Eastern European, which would be Slavic countries, uh, Russia, Poland. Who are part of the European right, Union. Right, they're a part of it. That people from what are more troubled, uh, there's a lot more, more poor. More poor. I don't know, though. I mean, they're just as industrialized as everybody else. But from anything you read and what we've seen on documentaries and whatnot... A lot of people flood into England because that's the place you come. Just like a lot of people in our situation, people see Mexican people coming up to America, better life, whatever. There's a lot of... um, And there's a lot of racism in England about these people. And what my nephew pointed out today was that the racism is directed at people from Pakistan and India, and they're not in Europe. Right. And and Russian people. So that has been a negative in terms of... I live in this neighborhood, and in the last 10 years, every business has become, quote-unquote, a foreigner business. Now, that's words other people use, right? And my country and my city is being gobbled up by these other cultures, and they don't like it. A lot of people. Not everybody. That's the negative, because all of a sudden, uh, people from other countries can... A man could come into England, get a job... And send all of his money... Or not... Or, and on. get or, benefits. Or not get a job at all. Just sign on the benefits... Sign into the benefit right. system immediately. Get housing benefit and money to live on. And, and literally money, send that on. If he's got six children in Czechoslovakia... Right. In, the British government has to give him money... Yeah. To send back... Not yeah. bring the children here. Just send all the money there. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have and that was with being that. Uh, that was actually being manipulated. Exploited. Sure, of people. course. So. Well, if you... Yeah. Um, so that's the... The person on the street's point of view would be, I'm sick of this thing. My country is not my country anymore. And then on the pilot, political level is, we need to be part of this union. Because do you know how freaking hard... It, how much more expensive your... Everything that we ship in now from every other country... It's going to be way more expensive. Right. And everything that I want to ship out, like, say I'm a British um, farmer, and I've been selling potatoes to France for the last 20 years. I get a good price. I got no complications. My guy gets in a truck. He drives across the border. And all of a sudden... No, it's more complicated. France well, goes, you know what? If you want to sell your potatoes to us, uh, we're only going to give you two two, pen- two pence a pound or something. What we didn't explain is Britain have, Britain have actually vote. It was very close, but they're actually out of the European right. Union now. Um, it takes two years, roughly, for it to all go into effect properly. But they're not part of the European Union, which is more difficult sure. than being in it. But well, it, we don't know. They weren't before, and they survived just right. fine. Yes, they did. Um, one of the problems I see now is I saw the politicians saying that the amount of money they paid to the European Union every year to be a member of it 
they're now going to use that for the NHS, which is the National Health Service. They were all saying that. That's, that's a reason you should vote to get out. Now they're out. They're saying that money actually can't be used in the National Health Service. We need it for other things now. Right. So they, uh. so they did dupe a lot of people in that way. Because if you... The National Health Service is a big deal in England. Free healthcare for everybody. Not like in America. It's not free. You pay for it. You, you pay for it through taxes. your taxes. But if you are an unemployed person, you still get the same level of care as the person who's working, right? So it's you go to the hospital and you don't worry about insane bills. You just go to the hospital and you get treat, treated or an operation and it is covered. That has been a thing in England forever. No, not forever. I mean, all of my life. Yeah. And it is a thing that they pride themselves on. Canada have the same thing. Um, that does not need to go away, really. It might, though. A lot of politicians want to get rid might, of it. Yeah, because they get into a financial bind and then they can't and then a private company has to step in it can all happen and you know it's bad news the pound is worth 60p at 60 cents even today yeah it was 72 cents this morning when I and to give give you some perspective uh just a few days ago it was probably worth about almost two dollars yeah it was 180 or 170 that so, means if i go to england with my two dollars you get just a pound and a bit now i can go with my two dollars and get about almost six pounds yeah so kind of so it's a great time to visit england if you're a tourist (laughs) (laughs) Um, as you like to call it buy some of their money yeah so stuff's happened this week they voted themselves out of the union life will go on sure it might be more difficult it might actually be easier in the long run they might find it it might not affect the ban on the street at all yeah so um but it is an historical thing and i watched it as it was happening don't forget what happened the next day your the prime, prime minister, minister has resigned now too. Because, that's huge. Because he didn't, he wasn't for leaving the union. Yeah, but that's just a that's such a big baby. I mean, come on. I am the leader of one of the most uh, sought, looked at countries on the planet. I I wrote I, I don't rule, but I am in charge of this country that a lot of people look up to, and I want this, and my citizens decide against it, so I'm leaving. Yeah, no. I mean, that's, that's how it seems, but I'm sure it's more complicated. It's not more complicated. You stick with it, and you back up whatever you thought, but you now understand that your people, at least 50.1% of the people who voted, wanted this. His Those point, are the people you rule. Yeah, and his point is I can't operate under something I'm not I'm not a part... I, I don't feel part of, so it, the opposition should step in and, and leave the country from now on. It's That's, not the opposition. Someone from his own party is going to No, he in. actually wants... He, he, he said yesterday that the opposition, um, if they win, would probably be the better people but to run. But they're not. Run. The person who's next in line in his own party is going to be the step in. That's what I read. He is until the election. Right, but that's different. That's that's different. That's what you do. You hang out until the election and the people decide who they want. You don't step aside like some big freaking baby with your hands on your hips like, well, I'm a big stupid politician and I didn't get what I want, so I'm just going to leave. I mean, come on. What a load of shit. I think he's probably frightened of like people's reaction to it. He's been the head of your country now for long enough. He needs to grow balls. (laughs) Or grow a vagina. Maybe that would make him tougher. That's rude. That's not rude. That's the way. So it's. yeah, it's, it's historical stuff. You should go and read about it. <laughs> I read a really good article on CNN today, which is like a an Americans, like if you don't know anything about the European Union and why Britain would want to be out of it, there's a whole thing showing it from an American's point of view. So if you're an American, you should go and read that. It's on CNN. It actually breaks it down like because, like as though you don't understand anything about Britain or Europe. You know, or what even Europe is. Let's be fair. A lot of people who live in England don't know. Because one of the top poll questions, people said, what questions would you have about current events? And the number two, the number one question was, how will leaving the European Union affect me? And the number two question is, of all the people they polled in England, what is the European Union? Yeah, exactly. Explain it to me. (laughs) <laughs> so it's not like just because we're outside of there we're the ones that don't get it it's just like here politics are confusing like politics is a very confusing thing yeah yeah and uh explain the electoral college to me in our country i still don't get it and when this thing happened all the armchair politicians came out on <laughs> facebook and twitter and i was reading them i was like 
these people, I looked at uh, some Twitter people who were tweeting, and then I looked at their previous tweets. They've never spoken anything about politics, ever. Right. But all of a sudden, they're an expert on the politics. Well, you can have an opinion. Yeah. I don't think that's unfair. But they're telling everybody, you're wrong, this is this, and, you know. So, um, yeah, that is that happened. So, Sidtok, what is for dinner? Jimmy John's, because I'm fucking hot. I'm telling you right now, under my boobs is like a swamp. I'm they sure don't that need to know that. really appealing. That's pretty gross. Uh, let's not go any further south, because I am just swamped with sweat. My shirt is limp, and ugh, look at that. And it was fine for. I don't know how much longer I can take it, except I just keep thinking $600. $600 for nothing, except for being a little bit hot. And also I did point out to you the other day, I kind of like this weird stimulation. Because when I go to work tomorrow, right, it'll be 66, 67 degrees. So I'll have a sweater on all day. I'll be cold. My I swell up really bad because I have extra fat on my body. And this thyroid thing, and if you read up on it, it's your body temperature doesn't regulate very good. So my hands and my feet swell up when I'm hot. Just I could just sit here and be hot. It's very uncomfortable. It's like a pain in the ass, but instead it's a pain in my feet and my hands. I'll go to work tomorrow, and after about two hours, all that will subside. I'll be really relaxed. I'll have no sweat in my armpits. I'll have no sweat between my boobs. And I'll be able to chill out, literally. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm going home. <laughs> I turn the air conditioner on in the car just about halfway, so I kind of acclimate. <laughs> you say... Yeah, I'm really used to it being warm now. Like, really used to it. Because I don't go to no. anywhere cool. Just in the car. I'm away in the car, and you turn the air conditioner on. And then I got out of the car, I was like, holy crap, it's like 50 times <laughs> exactly worse. Exactly. Yeah, so. It is. But the benefit mm-hmm. of being in the air conditioning is so good. All right, so your so advice is? My advice is... I forgot now. You okay. wrote a lot of stuff. I did. The gist of it is this. Because you were talking about how with this EU thing, leaving the EU, that... The day after, you get a lot of racial, cultural hatred. People, news reports of people yelling at people who look like they're from... Anywhere. Anywhere else other than England, which is hard to to pinpoint, but they're ignorant assholes. So they're yelling at people, we voted to get you out, get out! Get out now, yeah. So the hatred of that person comes from something bigger. My advice would be... Sit down with the stranger, not someone you already know, not like the guy two cubicles down from you who happens to be of a different color or religion or nationality or... Let's just stick with stuff you have no control over. I cannot control that I am from America, that I am a white-skinned person. Uh, That is, I am Caucasian, I am American. Those are the two things that are not tied to an idea or anything else, right? It's just what it is. So I would want someone to sit down in front of me who's a stranger and explain to me why they hate Americans. Mm-hmm. Anybody. A lot of people do, right? A lot of people hate British people because mm-hmm. of similar ideas, similar Western ideas. So I want you to explain. If you think you hate somebody from another culture, uh, or nationality, or the color of their skin, then I want you to pick a stranger, sit them down, and explain it to them. Well, you know what? I really, really hate the way you people blah, blah, blah. I really hate the this we've talked about different cultures have different standards of like i would call it cleanliness so that people would just call it living standards or whatever right i really hate it when you people do this i hate it when you people do that but explain it right to a stranger's face and if you think to yourself well i couldn't do that or i i i'm not gonna do that well then you're a chicken shit right (laughs) You are. If you can go to your friends and all buddy up and be like, well, fuck the N-words and fuck the the Arabs for blowing up shit and fuck all the Muslims, blah, blah, blah. Okay, if you can say all that in your little safe environment with your little group of buddies with all your little guns and all that shit and be all, like, brave and say it to each other, then turn around and say it to a stranger who is that who is of that group. I'm not going to say they represent that group, because guess what? They don't. I mean, they might, but they don't. Chances are. And I just think, if you put it in the perspective, if you can't say it to the person that you've decided to hate... Now, I'm not talking about facing down with someone who you know is already violent, who's already committed a crime, who's already done something horrible against humanity. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... Just people in your life that you see at the grocery store, and you curl your nose up, and you go home to your friends. Yeah, I saw... Fill in the blank, motherfucker down at the store. I would have just blow his head off, but they, blah, 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 right? Why don't you just say it to the person? <laughs> Not that, but explain to them. Yeah. When I see you, 
I really hate you. I hate seeing you in my store. And if you think to yourself, well, I couldn't face a person and say that. Like, I'm not that kind of person. Then don't say it. Then maybe you're not that person. Maybe you're not filled with as much hate as you think. Because if you're thinking to yourself, well, that lady at the store, I mean, yeah, I can tell she's... She wears a thing on her head, and I know that, you know, her family goes to the mosque and stuff, but, I mean, she seems like a nice lady. I'm not going to go up and tell her why I hate everybody that's like her. Well, why not? Guess why? Because you have compassion. Because you do have a heart. And you do see her as a human being. An individual human being. And all the stuff that you want to hate about her, if you can't say it to her then maybe you don't have all that. Maybe you hate the individuals who represent, who have poorly and horrifically represented that idea or that thing or that culture or that color or that whatever it is. It could be anything. It could be Christianity. It could be anything, right? Anything at all. I just think people like to feel safe in their little groups of hatred. And if you were... If it was a requirement for you to be able to sit down face-to-face with just individuals like yourself, but who are of the other, quote-unquote. And if you can't do it, then you are either a chicken shit or you are a nicer person than you give yourself credit for. All right, fine advice. Right, so, so let me remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sitar.com. <laughs> Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Catch this podcast on the uh, Google Play or the iTunes Music Store, or the RSS feed, aschoolie.com slash podcast. Email feedback to me, aschoolie at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And I want to say stay classy, Mr. Anton Yelchin. Definitely left too soon. Stay classy. And I'm going to say think for yourself, or someone will do it for you. Bye.